This is episode 10 of Kicker and the Waterboy, and we have one question. How much would you pay for a haircut? Here we go. Hey everyone, welcome to episode 10 of Kicker and the Waterboy. Thanks for tuning in, and we hope that you're all safe and doing well. Mm-hmm, and uh, man, we already made it to episode 10. I'm kind of impressed. If I'm being completely honest, I thought that sports would be back by now, but oh well, I guess we'll just work with what we've got. And speaking of what we got, I think it's time for us to break down a big week of German soccer the only way we know how. It is our fourth installment of Around the Bundesliga. So we figured that we'd have you know plenty of time to talk about the NBA in the time leading up to July 31st. So for our big story of the week, it is... Uh, yeah, it's around the Bundesliga. Let's get started with our midweek fixture. Werder Bremen 0, Eintracht Frankfurt 3. Your highlight is after stub- subbing on in the 81st minute. Stefan Ilsanker bagged a brace in just 9 minutes. The low light, though, was that Bremen had a huge opportunity to recoup points with this game in hand, but couldn't, and therefore stayed in 17th place. The German word to describe this one is Gleichvale, which means equal. Now that this one game in hand has been played, every Bundesliga team has played an equal number of games. <laughs> nice game, SC Freiburg 1, uh, Brescia Mönchengladbach 0. Highlight is a magnificent header by Nils Peterson gives Freiburg the win. Congrats to them, they have broken the curse. The low light <laughs> is red card alert. Uh, Gladbach's Alassane Playa gets a red card in the 67th minute, and that sort of stopped any chance of a comeback. Yeah, for sure. And the German word is head, naturally. So head mean head is Kopf in German. Good stuff. All right, um, on to game three of the week. It's Bayer Leverkusen 2, Bayern Munich 4. Highlight is for the first time since December 14, Bayern Munich had to play from behind. They still came back to win easily against another top opponent. Unfortunately, though, this game could have been completely different if Leverkusen forward Kai Havertz played. Unfortunately, though, he was out due to injury. Yeah, that would have been really entertaining to see. Number from this game is 17. At 17 years and 34 days, Leverkusen's Florian Wirtz became the youngest goal scorer in Bundesliga history. Wow. Congratulations to him for sure. Next game, Eintracht, Frankfurt 0, Mainz 2. Highlights that Mainz wins despite having only 34% possession. Excuse me. Yep, good for them. Um, low light, um, Freiburg had 66% possession, and they couldn't even put a shot on target. And naturally, the German word for this game, or the English word is wow. In German, that is... By Andrew Kent. What a so, word. All that just to say wow. <laughs> yep. Game number five, Fortuna Dusseldorf 2, TSG Offenheim also 2. Highlight is despite being a man down for the majority of the game, Offenheim scored twice and held the lead for a good part of the second half. Um, do we mention they played down a man for the majority of the game? Benjamin Hubner saw red in only the ninth minute. Wow. So, word of the game is Moglikite, which means opportunity in German. With Dortmund and Leipzig up next on the schedule, this was a massive opportunity for Dusseldorf to pick up points against a side with only 10 players. 
Instead, they split the points, and they're still in the relegation zone. However, there's still hope for them. This is true. By this next match, RB Leipzig won, SC Paderborn won. Wow. Leipzig won, Paderborn won. I mean, the score says it all here. Paderborn ties Leipzig. Oh, that's the highlight. That's also the low light. Leipzig tied Paderborn. Wow. Wow. And the word is miracle, wunder in German. And it really was a miracle. That's for certain. Uh, Borussia Dortmund 1, Erta Berlin 0. Highlight is a center back goal. Emre John gave us the only goal in this one. And Dortmund stays 7 points back of the leaders. Her, uh, the low light is that Hertha lost for the first time since returning from the COVID break, which pretty much eliminates their slim chance at a Europa League berth. Yeah, word of the game is harshnit, which means haircut, because Dortmund star Jaden Sancho was fined 10,000 euros for getting his haircut without following proper precautions. I mean, I don't know about you, but I haven't had a haircut since this whole thing started, so I don't really know what he's complaining about. <laughs> Next game, Werder Bremen 0, VFL Wolfsburg 1. An 82nd minute goal by... Vow to Veghorst, awesome name, wins it for Wolfsburg. Yeah, that name alone could be the highlight. Low light, though, <laughs> uh, Bremen really needed these points, and the next game against Paderborn is going to be huge. Yeah, and speaking of the next game, the battle to get out of the relegation zone, the word of the match will be relegation, Obstique. Good choice. On uh, game nine, FC Union Berlin won. Schalke also scored one. Highlight is that Schalke earned its very first point since returning from the COVID break and are now safe from automatic relegation. Low light, it's more of a question. Is the Bundesliga fake? Hmm. Well, following this game, we noticed that ESPN had already put this game in as a tie in the stand-ins with 30 minutes to be played. We checked later, and they don't do live stand-ins. Very suspicious. Yes, indeed. German word of the game is simulation which in English means simulation. I'm sure there's a German pronunciation for it. I just don't know it. But I think it's definitely possible that the Bundesliga is just that after seeing ESPN pre-update their leaderboard. (laughs) And the last game of the week was FC Augsburg 1, FC Cologne 1. Goals were scored in the 85th and 88th minute. So pretty exciting game. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Final lowlight of the week is Florian Niederlechner perhaps, of Augsburg, missed a penalty in the 27th minute, and I would have given him all three points. Yeah, and since it was a close game, come down to the wire, the word of the match is close, which in German is Schlesen. All right, so did you have a big takeaway from this week in the Bundesliga? I think last week I said that Leipzig looked really strong. Um, Not so much. I may be taking that back right now. <laughs> it is one game, though. Um but, yeah, I think that relegation watch is going to be super exciting going forward, as well as the battle for the Europa League spot. I think that's my biggest takeaway from the week, kind of those battles there. Yeah, I think that um, my yeah my big takeaway is going to be that uh, Munich looked unstoppable. I mean, they <laughs> went they went down, but still managed to score three goals and yeah. within the uh, within the first half. So. I just think they look really good, and they're going to be 
hard to beat coming down the stretch. What do you think is the was the match of the week this past week? Uh, it's definitely uh, Paderborn tying uh, <laughs> tying Leipzig. I mean, we've Madness. we've had our share of we've made a lot of fun about Paderborn and how they're you know sitting in the basement of the Bundesliga right now. But wow, when you tie the uh, third place team in the league, that that deserves a game of the week. Absolutely, yeah, they they never gave up. So shout out to them for that. Mm-hmm. Also, their the Brennan Wolfsburg game, a game winner in the eighty second minute. That was exciting. Augsburg Cologne, eighty fifth and eighty eighth minute goals. For sure, it's definitely Paderborn, like you said, with the match of the week. Yeah, that that game kind of makes you wonder what they were doing for the first eighty five minutes, and then they just both scored in the final five. <laughs> So let's take a quick look at the standings. On top is still Bayern Munich with 70 points. Seven points behind them is Dortmund with 63. Leipzig is in third with 59. Leverkusen and Gladbach are tied for fourth with 56 points. Yeah, and the relegation watch Mainz is safe right now with 31 points. Dusseldorf would be in a playoff right now with 28 points. And the teams in relegation are Bremen with 25 points and Paderborn with 20 points. Mm-hmm. So what do you think is the biggest match that's going to happen next week? I'd say Munich and Gladbach. Mm-hmm. Because Munich is down their top two goal scorers because of yellow card accumulation. And Gladbach needs to fight if they want to stay in the court and be in the Champions League. Mm-hmm. I think that's a good choice. Gladbach has been kind of inconsistent since coming back, so it'll be interesting to see how they hold up against Munich. I'm going to go with the uh, battle that we mentioned earlier, Paderborn versus Bremen. I mean, <laughs> someone's got to win. I mean, they right. could tie, and then they're both pretty much guarantee relegation, but, but I mean, someone's got to win. That could be a very, very fun game. Yeah, maybe it'll be like, listen, man, so I'm coming down, you're coming down with me. So with four games we played, which of the top five teams do you think will finish fifth and therefore miss out on the Champions League? Like I sort of mentioned, I kind of think that it would be uh, Borussia Mönchengladbach. I think they haven't been you know, terribly consistent since coming back, and I think if any team is going to drop points, it could be them. And also they play, um, as we just mentioned, they play Munich next week, so... So they're my pick to go to the Europa League. Yeah, I agree. I think it'll be Gladbach. Well, Leverkusen has looked strong. A lot of young talent. And Gladbach is a tough schedule and has been inconsistent. Transitioning now to our next big story. The MLB draft begins on June 10th. That means it's time for us to celebrate the only way we know how, by holding a draft of our own. Last time around, we drafted NFL mascots to fill a football team. This time, we're choosing superheroes to fill a baseball team. Are you ready, Ryan? Yep, so how this is going to work, we're each going to pick a pitcher, catcher, infielder, shortstop, outfield, designated hitter, and a manager. So I'm going to kick us off with a pitcher, and I'm going to go with Hawkeye. Without a doubt, he is the most accurate person in the world, and... uh, yeah, I think that really comes in handy when you know you're a pitcher and you gotta paint the corners of the strike zone. So he is my uh, starting pitcher. I'm choosing Batman as my starting pitcher. Um, 
you know, he seems to be pretty nifty with his batarangs, and hopefully that transitions to baseball as well. Mm-hmm. Right, moving on, I'm drafting Hulk as my catcher, um, just because really big presence, hard to get a pitch past him, and you know, good luck trying to get past them sliding the home plate as well. Yeah, so. that's very true. Uh, my catcher is going to be Iron Man, mainly because I'm trying to cut team costs here, and he already <laughs> he's going to come with catcher's gear already. So, so I think mm. he's kind of perfect to be the catcher. Mm. So, yeah, budgets are important. Mm-hmm, yeah, especially with you know all the coronavirus revenue is going to be down. So, mm. so we like to save money anywhere we can. <laughs> So my uh, choice for infield is going to be Mr. Fantastic, whose special power is the you know ability to stretch all over the place. I think that um that would come really handy in the infield, trying to you know prevent any of the balls from trickling through into the outfield. Mm, that's a good point, and because it's such a good point, I'm gonna make a last minute switch of who I'm gonna draft. Oh, I will be drafting Mrs. Incredible. Okay. Wow. Your statement, able to stretch, just made me think of her. Originally had Superman, but I think I think she's called Elastigirl, right? Right. That's a great choice. So Elastigirl is going to be the cornerstone of my infield going forward. Excellent. And speaking of infield, we also have a shortstop, and I'm drafting Wonder Woman because... I believe her lasso will catch everything in sight. Also, her invisible jet would be a plus for away games. Like you said, yeah, save on the cost. Yeah. So my choice for a shortstop is Ant-Man, mainly because he's short and it's shortstop, but also because the actor, Paul Rudd, definitely had a great performance for uh, Dude Perfect's Dizzy Sports Battle, where they had to... uh, you know, spin around and then like hit a baseball or something like that. So I think he did a great job there. Hopefully that, you know, wasn't just a one-time thing and he'll be a a great performer for the team. Absolutely. So now moving to the outfield, my choice for outfielder is going to be Spider-Man. I feel like, you know, they call outfield catches, they call them web gems for a reason. So hopefully the guy with the webs can come through. Yeah, absolutely. I am drafting Flash for my outfield, mostly because I think he could catch up to anything. And um, great base runner, too. So <laughs> That's for sure. Yeah. And then moving on to the next position, designated hitter. I'll be choosing Thor because I think it was Hammer. It allows him to hit home runs basically whenever he pleases. Yep, so that's where you'd need a good pitcher, I suppose. Mm. But, but yep, so my uh, designated hitter is going to be Drax from Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, his nickname is the Destroyer, so I kind of hope that he'll be able to destroy any fastballs that come in over the zone and, yeah, just come in clutch for us when we need him to. And my choice to uh, manage slash coach my team is going to be none other than Dr. Stephen Strange. I think that he'd be great to, you know, look into the future and figure out all possible outcomes for any game and just tell the team, motivate them, something along those lines. Absolutely, like every good manager does. I'll be choosing Captain America as my manager 
because he is head of the Avengers, and he will be hopefully our fearless leader going forward. Good stuff. So we're going to put that on our Twitter page at Kicker and WB. So be sure to vote for whoever picked the best team.